Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Contact Keller's today and get your yard cleaned up before that dirty old man winter comes. I hate to say it, but he's on his way. The mornings are cold. They're frigid. I don't like it. I'm turning the uh, the steering wheel warmer on. I'm, I'm putting the seat warmers on. It's, it's just miserable. But contact Keller's today. And if you're looking for snow removal services during the winter months, they can take care of that for you too. Do not break your back this winter and leave the heavy lifting to the professionals at Keller's family owned and operated. Their team is looking forward to serving you Keller's garden center and landscaping services located on Kern street in Exeter near blue ribbon dairy. Find them on social media to learn more. How you doing? Great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I've got Jared here from Baked Shrimp from Long Island, New York, right? Long Island, New York. Strong Island. Strong Island. What are you hiding in that background there? You know what? It's, it's funny. Um, <laughs> this is actually my my sister's old room. And uh, it's like just covered in all the like, just like psychedelic stuff. That I'm just always like when I do stuff like this, I'm like, ah, let's, I mean, I, I guess this is a little different. This is a, a podcast, so it's not that big of a deal, but yeah. that's just, <laughs> I naturally have this on. I use this as my office now. Love it. And, uh, yeah, this is, uh, it's, yeah, this is better to blur. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I had to, I had to ask, <laughs> but baked shrimp is a progressive funk trio. You said from Long Island, New York, uh, and you guys have a show coming up at the River Street Jazz Cafe. I believe it's February 10th, correct? February 10th, yes. Perfect. So, yeah. So, the Jazz Cafe, has that? have you played it before? We have. We were there in September of last year. Okay. So, it's, it's uh, kind of September of 22. September okay. of 2020. So, a year and a half or so. Yeah. That's one of the very few... Um, venues remaining for bands to play at around like like locally in the Scranton Wilkesbury area. So it's unfortunate. Yeah, I remember having a I remember having a great time there though. Um from what I remember, you know, we've played a lot of shows since then, but uh we're definitely stoked to to head back there. Yeah, your your style of music does very well there. I think they kind of like doubled down on that genre. Um so yeah. That'd be fun for sure. Absolutely. But now, so I, I try and do a little research, but not too much because I want to try and just have it kind of happen organically. But I did see on your website, these are farewell dates. Are you guys done? Is it, or is it a joke? What's going on? <laughs> not a, not a joke. <laughs> it's a, it's an indefinite hiatus until, uh, you know, when we're ready to, to, to pick it back up. It's an indefinite. Indefinite hiatus. Okay. Well, that's like, this is, this might be the first time I'm ever interviewing somebody who's going to be going on, I'm going to be playing a show. And then I think you have that show, you have a show a day or two after that, and then you're hitting the hiatus. We're playing Park City Music Hall on February 17th. Okay. So a week um, after, week after the, yeah. the jazz cafe. And then you're uh, taking a break. Yeah, yeah. How how come? There's a lot of reasons that uh, you know I'm not going to go into on podcasts, okay. but right. uh, um, you know we've uh, felt that we've hit a point where um, it's it's uh, time to explore other adventures and opportunities and other journeys in life, and uh, we're all still very young and can all still. 
uh, have a lot of goals in mind and, and things we all want to do individually. And, uh, as putting this little pause right now is, uh, what we decided is the best thing for the three of us. Okay. That's fair enough. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things you maybe you take a break and, you know, you realize, you know, that, that's cheesy saying the absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Maybe you guys take a break and you're like, Hey, this is, it was a lot of fun. Let's get back together. And, and do that. But yeah, that's, um, uh, it happens, but let's talk about baked shrimp. Um, currently we're not uh, going on a hiatus yet. Um, how long have you guys been around for? We'll be on our seventh year, seven years. So it's been a little we while. started in yeah, to the January of 2017 was our first year. Okay. And were you guys friends, uh, when you started the band or, um, so I met Scott, our bass player, in June of 2016. Um, he was at a, a, a show I was performing as a duo with our old drummer. Um, and uh, he was just hanging outside the, the venue, burning cheese on the sidewalk. I was like, this guy's interesting. I'm gonna, let me talk to him. <laughs> Can you and, elaborate? Uh, Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Burning cheese? Uh, I don't remember what type of cheese it was. It might have been cheddar, maybe American. I don't know. <laughs> but it was cheese. And he was burning it. And I was like, all right, I'll talk to this guy. I mean, this guy's kind of interesting. So, um, well, did like, he have like a, oh. a magnifying glass in the sun burning the cheese? What, what was No, that? no, he had a lighter. He, lighter he was smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he's like, uh, yo, man, like, you guys are great. Like, but like, you're only two people. Like, let's start a band together. And um, like, I was like, I don't know if, like, it was, I was also like heading to college in two months. This was like the summer between senior year of high school and freshman year of college. So I was also like getting ready to head to college. And like, I was like, I don't know if I really want to start a band at home with the guy burning cheese on the sidewalk who I, I don't really know. I've never, I just met now. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he was really persistent and just like kept blowing up my phone like for a while. And uh, eventually uh, I was like, uh, you know, fine, <laughs> you know, and uh, not like not like you start a band, but like, like that you could come over to my house and we'll jam. Right. And, uh, um, no, he, he was like, yeah, it was, it was awesome. And uh, I was like, all right, maybe we'll make something happen in the future. Um, and we did another show that was going to be a duo. And then we decided to add guests to it. And Scott was one of those guests. And like, we told him like a week before we were like, Hey, um, it'd be really cool if like, we just like kept this going. And we kept it going. And uh, when we made the drummer switch was when we met Jagger um, in uh, like December of 2017. And uh, Jagger joined the band in March of 18. This was all like, I met Jagger through like, like, the, like Facebook, like interwebs of like, just like having mutual friends on, and like, going to the same shows and stuff. Um, and his band was, was disbanding at that point, the band he was in on Long Island. And, uh, and then, yeah, the three of us rocked it out for six years as, as the trio. This might be the most interesting way that I've heard a band get together. <laughs> I, I, at your age too, because typically what you guys, you guys were young, right? Typically it's like, oh yeah, we were in high school or we were college, we were friends or we buddies, whatever. And you're meeting guys. Oh yeah, none of us, like none of us ever attended the same school or the same college or anything. Yeah, that's, that's actually I never even thought about that. That's actually yeah. funny that you said that. I never even thought about. It. Yeah, it's usually you're right. Like you're in the same school or the same college. No, we've never we've never been in the same school or college together. Yeah, and the fact that you guys were together for you know six seven years, like that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So. Uh, as far as the, the music goes, uh, like I said before, it's a progressive funk trio. Um, can you elaborate on that a little bit as to, you know, let's say someone's watching this or listening to this, um, and they're not sure what you guys are all about. Can you kind of 
explain what you guys do? Yeah. Um, big shrimp. Uh, I mean, we touch on a lot of genres, um, bluegrass, grunge, um, funk, psychedelic. Um, what's most important to us is just giving a unique show every night. Um, trying to bring the same energy every night also um we like to think we have good songwriting um and uh it's unique stands out some of it's progressive um and we like to think we have interesting cover choices and uh yeah i mean every show is completely completely unique we have a lot of fun we have a lot of inside jokes and Things that, uh, like, a lot of the fans won't even know. It's just like, but we, like, do on stage just because it's fun for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So we try to have a lot of fun out there. And we try to, we try to, uh, try to also make sure the audience has a good time. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like you guys have a lot of fun. And, you know, maybe you can help, uh, We'll talk about the so it's baked shrimp. There's a lot of ocean references. I feel like you know you have albums called Pork Etiquette, um, the Prano Tapes, Feast of Delight. Um, those are all food. Yeah, food. pork. Pork's not quite aquatic. Sure, sure. Okay, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> There's no pork in the ocean, right? I've well, never seen a swimming pig before. No, but I, I would well, like. Well, maybe you know, pigs fly, pigs swim. You know, who knows. <laughs> but yeah i mean like by this you know sounds of the, the the album titles and things like that it sounds like you know you guys have a good time it's not just like yeah um yeah, yeah. uh it's not that deep i guess you could say deep as in as in like i don't know um i'm trying to think of some uh cd titles or band band album titles uh I don't know. I can't off the top of my head. I'm not sure, but uh, it just sounds like it's fun. It's like, you know, kind of like uh, the Panic of the Disco has those like really long uh, track titles. Right. You know, right. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's not that deep in that, like, you know, you guys didn't ponder, like, you have oh, some silliness. Yeah. Silliness. It's so fun. goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We like to, we don't take ourselves all that serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. Oh, we do, we do. But well, I can yes. see what you mean on that yes. front, right? It's not, you know, we like to have fun. We like to, yeah. Now, when you're when you're kind of getting those those together, uh, how did that come about? I mean, how did baked shrimp? I mean, I, I if I were you, I would have called it uh, burnt cheese. You know, burnt cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um. <laughs> Uh, oh how the name happened yeah how did big shrimp happen okay gotcha gotcha yeah so it wasn't always baked shrimp um it used to be naked shrimp okay before it was baked shrimp that part of it i won't get into with the naked shrimp that has to do with all different things that happened leading up to baked shrimp, shrimps, uh, baked shrimp coming together in 2017 precursors to that. But it became baked when we met Jagger and Believe it or not, Jagger is an amazing baker. He bakes like he bakes cookies, brownies, like like anytime we have rehearsal. <laughs> he's always baking baked goods. So we were like, we can't continue this naked shrimp forever because like it's like a little bit like, you know, it's a that's a little too goofy in a way, you know. So <laughs> Jagger came in. And you're like, oh, we have this amazing baker chef 
who is always baking up a storm. Let's call this thing baked shrimp. And that's how we got to that. Okay. So we went from the band, the, the band forming being the most interesting um, way to happen. And then the band name, the the weirdest, I think. The the what? The weirdest. The weirdest. Okay. <laughs> we have a okay. baker. He bakes stuff. Bakes oh, it's, it's and it's amazing. It's really good. What's the best are, thing? Are you going to be at the show in February? Well, I, yeah. I mean, I keep doing these these episodes, and you know, it's always have to help promote you know stuff happening around here. So I keep getting invited to these shows. Um, so this is what we're gonna do. We're okay. gonna bring you some some of Jagger's baked goods. Okay. Because <laughs> they're they're the only way really here's, the only way that I will not be able to attend is if that's the weekend my wife wants to go out for Valentine's Day. But Valentine's Day falls in the middle, so you could go do that. You could, that could be the next weekend. I don't make the rules, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you're not married. Or or go out on the Friday. Okay, I like that. I like that. Okay, all right. So you're gonna bring baked goods to the show for you only we, he's not going to make enough for the whole audience it's, right that's, yeah yeah this is a, yeah this, that's not possible just for me just for I you i understand okay now what's what does he what's the best thing he bakes shrimp <laughs> okay no not I like shrimp. shrimp i like shrimp i mean yeah you typically don't bake shrimp but um no i mean Jagger's brownies are really good. Like really good. They're top notch. Now, does he have like a special ingredient in these brownies? Nothing too special. I mean, you know, it's like just they're good brownies. They're buttery, fudgy, melty, <laughs> you know. Any, any, but any, but any like special ingredients? Oh, 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 I got you. Let's go. No, that's extra. That's definitely okay. extra. All right. We don't do that. That's yeah. not that's not even legal here. That's well, why would we even talk about no, it? No, exactly. So we're not gonna do that. That's no. not okay. No, can't can't do yeah. that. No, yeah, we're not condoning that. Yeah. Is that where you're from. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just regular great baked brownies. Okay. Regular, yeah. And they're just they're they're just as good. Okay. Fair enough. All right, baked shrimp. Baker in the group, baker in the band, baked shrimp. Formed from naked shrimp. That's right. And with a guy with who is out burning cheese. Okay, we're getting yeah. somewhere here. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I I wish you'd get into the the whole farewell uh, thing. I, I mean, is, is that was that just like a run of shows this year that you're doing, or is, did that kind of go back from last year and it's carrying on into the end of this year? And why? I don't know. Is it just like? You just felt like this was the time, like it's February, middle of February. This is it. This is this is going to be the. Um, this this started. Uh, this tour started J- January twelfth for our album release party at okay. in New York City at the Cutting Room. So it's it's an album release tour as well. We just released a new album Perfect. that came out on January January twelfth. Um, self titled Baked Shrimp, um, and yeah, that came out January twelfth. And February 17th is the final show of this tour taking place at uh, Park City in Bridgeport, okay. Connecticut. All right. So you guys put out a new album. Fans are probably excited, right? New music from Baked Shrimp. Oh, yeah. And they're taking a, they're taking a hiatus. Um, the self-titled album. Um discuss that i mean did you did you guys record it knowing that this was going to be the final album before you guys took a little break no okay so that's a bummer because that would have been cool to know like all right this is this is it guys like let's let's uh do this album we're gonna we're gonna go out with a bang 
I mean, I guess you could still do that, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> but tell me about the album. Tell me about the. Uh, I mean, how is it, is it different, um, similar to previous records? Uh, what could fans expect um, if they're just digging into baked shrimp? Sure, no, it's it's uh, it's very different. Um, so this album was recorded live versus live tracked like okay. it wasn't like a live album like it was live tracked whereas other 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 ones we always did like scratch tracks and recorded over uh overdubs there was still plenty of you know we still did plenty of overdubs on this one but the the overall structure of it the balls of it was all live tracked which is something we've been wanting to do for a while and also whereas our prior albums the bass and drums, like everything was just kind of like recorded kind of slowly over like because we didn't live track it. So we had to do the drums and then do the bass, guitars, everything. And like it kind of like t- took a lot of time. We just ended up and we would go back and forth. Our other albums would go back and forth to studios in and out, like like the same studio, but back and forth, back and forth, a lot of travel. This one, we just set up shop at Art Farm Recording Studios in Accord, New York, up by in the Hudson Valley area. And uh, we just set up shop there for like a little bit over a week. It was about, it was about a week, I would say. And uh, worked with uh, producer Sean Boyd and um, like gorgeous place with like plenty of beds and like a kitchen and gorgeous isolation booths and board and everything. And just like, Everything just was like we just got able to get really comfortable in that space, and uh, yeah, we got all the drums and bass stuff done in that time. A uh, bunch of the guitar work, a bunch of vocals. Um, we couldn't finish everything. It's a it's a twelve track album, and there's you know a lot to get to. So we we took the tracks and we finished them kind of at home, uh, a local studio, and uh, yeah. Um, we sent it off for mixing and that's kind of how it all came together you know um it, but it's a much different process for us than previous albums in the sense that, like they were like it's a lot of scratch tracks and we didn't want to we want we feel that's why we feel better about this one actually it feels more truer to what we do live and we're more of a live band as is like we were always focused on what we're doing live more so than necessarily studio stuff um but that's also its own thing but this one felt like it was uh truer to big tramp because of the way we went about being comfortable in a live in, in a space and recording these tracks live yeah I, f- I feel like a lot of bands have been recording like live track stuff I don't know if that's like becoming more popular or or maybe it's just coincidence. I don't know. Um, and you said you were there for an entire week. So you like, you stayed there, you slept there. What was that like? It was fun. I um, mean, I think the reason I asked that question is because like, you know, if you go away on a vacation with family or whatever, right? Like, you know, day four, you're ready to like murder somebody. So you're putting guys in a room, you're, you know, you're state, you're with each other for a week long, you know, and it's not a vacation. It's, you know, you guys are doing, you're there to do work and record and, and make the the best record you could. Like, were there ever, was there ever a time that you were kind of like, you guys kind of butted heads or, or was it a pretty uh, smooth process? I mean, a big thing is that, you know, as a, t- like, that's like really wasn't, I mean, I guess if you're, for an average day person, I mean, like, yeah, spending a week straight with people in one space in the middle of the woods is like a big deal. But like, we we've traveled the country and we've slept in the our van that doesn't have a trailer on it. We've we've built beds and slept in cramped quarters in a van in a hot summer, 
uh, for three weeks straight on the road together, you know, and still had a loading gear, just the three of us load out gear, you know, do the whole shebang. This was a situation where everybody gets their own bed every night in a different room. Like this is like kind of luxury in a way, you know, like, so no, you know, it was fine. You know, it did like, it, we, we were able to spread out and, you know, it, we were, we were, yeah, we we're there to work and and uh, do the thing. That's cool. I always like wish I could, had that experience. Like I don't uh, perform music. I don't write songs. I have I have zero musical um, talent whatsoever. Um, but obviously, I talked to a lot of people that are in studios together, recording music together, and it's just like a, a cool. It seems really cool, like a cool process. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. I always prefer the live. I'll always prefer live over studio. Uh, for me personally, um, I feel like I play more natural, uh, more natural live. Um, I feel less pressure live than in the studio. Studio feels like a lot of pressure for me. Um, but you're able to do things in the studio that you necessarily can't do live, different harmonies with the guitar. You got to really make that perfect take that you kind of have in mind. And how you like, when you write these songs, you kind of hear certain things in your head, like horn parts or clavinet, whatever, you know, and, and in the studio, you're able to make, make kind of these things happen. Like these, these imaginations all happen um which is which is great about the studio but for me personally i always love the magic of live which is which was what made this fifth album so special is that you're able to combine um both aspects of it even though it's still still a studio album you know it's still full-on studio um we were able to take that structure the the bare bones of it and it's and it's live you know so that's what made that special for me that's cool now you thought about kind of being on tour for weeks at a time um and traveling the country not everyone gets to do that that's that's like uh you know and you mentioned you guys are young you got a lot of uh time ahead of you but i mean as young individuals, I think the road is probably a, a young man's game, right? Or a young woman. Um, talk about you know being on on tour for you know weeks at a time, um, and maybe the the pros and cons of of that. Yeah, sure. Um, we I mean, we did it a lot as Bay Shrimp. Um, it's about every summer going back to like 2018. Uh, we've always had huge summer tours. Uh, we've had, we're fresh off of, uh, well, I guess not so fresh off of it. We are two months out now, but like we toured from basically Halloween straight through Thanksgiving. And that was, that was a long time on the road. So we've had our good share. I don't know exactly how many we ended up doing um, as far as like extensive tours that are like three weeks two, two and a half to three weeks or longer, but uh, we did a lot. And, you know, there, I, I mean, obviously, I mean, pros are, you got to show up to a new city every night with your instrument, your gear and play to a whole new audience of people that like just came out to see you, whether if it's a small crowd or a big crowd, I mean, you know, it's always special to have anyone there, <laughs> you know, no matter no matter how many people it is it's always special to to know there's there's people all out all around the country that are supporting your music your original music and uh you know just have a good time dancing to 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 what you do you know and and make it a night out with their friends um so that's always special you know getting to meet fans and performing you know that's that's why we do it and that's why we always did it um cons i mean yeah it's eventually i mean you you like 
it gets cramped. It gets the van gets covered in garbage and yeah just like sometimes it's hard to even get a proper shower you like in the sense of like you get to the hotel at three in the morning or four in the morning and you got to be up at 8 30 or 9 or whatever it is and you just got to go you know so sometimes that <laughs> that's rough you know it's just like not being able to eat properly not being able to get a proper shower or go for a run or um, just like the everyday things of that I like to do at home. <laughs> um, you know, be, you have to be careful with budgeting and um, things like that. And again, and you know, um, it's a lot I, like if you don't like, like literally like just like being on the road, like, like the actual like aspect of mo like, like being in a moving vehicle, it's going to be a tough time because that's like most of your day. Right. You know, I try not to, I try to always keep myself busy. Um, when we're traveling, like I always have my laptop, like charging and just on my lap. And then usually I'm like editing the soundboard from the night before or editing a video, making a promotional post, booking another show or coordinating things, updating itineraries, things like that. Like, I, I'm always trying to make sure I'm busy. So that way, like, it's like, oh, a five hour drive now feels like it's like an hour and a half, you know? So um, there's ways you fall into rhythms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's not, um, you know, it's it's definitely not for everybody. Uh, but it's it's part of the part of the gig in this and this uh this type of scene this type of world and yeah. um you, know, you you find ways to to go through those things yeah and before we started you had talked about being um the not only the guitar player the frontman for the for baked shrimp but also the you know show booker social media manager marketing uh representative um I feel like a lot of bands these days, you know, they have somebody or at least one or two people that kind of take on those roles. It's not just, you know, you're, you know, recording music or, or playing shows. You're also your own managers, your own, like you said, booking agents and, and social media managers and all that kind of stuff. Um, how did you kind of fall into that role? Is that just something that you uh, also ha- were talented in? and Or is that like... Were, I guess the question too is, was that part of the whole thing when you were, you know, starting out in, in music? Because you have to be that now. You can't just be a musician. Um, so did you kind of focus on learning those 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 things? Maybe it was in college or or whatever it might be. Yeah, you said you're gonna edit this, right? Uh, I could. I was just I have to go to the bathroom real quick. I'll okay? pause it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just pause it. Thank you. And then, uh, Sorry about that. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. And we're back. I was worried maybe you wouldn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was bailing. Getting out of this <laughs> that would have been something. That would have been, that'd been like, <laughs> the, the most interesting podcast I've ever done. I was like, hold but, on. Uh, I got to pee real quick. I'll be right back. And then never comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Fell in. Um, no, yeah. was, I was just saying about, you know, having like multi- you know, your multi jobs within the band. Um, yeah. I, I got, how did I fall into it and all that? Um, yeah. I, uh, I mean, uh, a lot of it, like for me is kind of just, I was just kind of naturally, I, I just always naturally fell into those types of roles. Um, I did, I went, I did go to college for music industry, uh, Oneonta, New York, um, and graduated there but i've always like kind of growing up i mean my parents took me to a lot of concerts growing up and despite like also just like admiring the music i was seeing and like oh the tons of great music that was going on i've just always been a huge fan of just like just the behind the scenes stuff of like how things happen and how things get off the ground and I mean, I, I, I just kind of just assumed those roles uh, from a young age of like 
sending those outreach emails for booking and things like that. But like, I mean, I did it for seven years and just kind of naturally grew and got better at it and learned what works, what doesn't work. Um, how to just get a better response rate really on sending emails, you know, um, that's like, and understanding that a lot of these venues and these festivals get so many submissions every day and knowing like how to stand out, knowing, learning a little more about markets and things like, like I, I just, I've always had a knack for things like that. Uh, I know I've spoken to a lot of musicians and I know a lot of them tell me that it's, it's, uh, that's why those roles exist, you know, in the music industry of why, bands have managers and tour managers and marketing coordinators and booking agents and all that. And believe me, it's definitely, it's too much for one person. I would, I don't advise anybody to ever try to take it on as one person. Um, and, and we, and we, we've, we've, we weren't always too. I mean, like we've, we've, we've had managers and, and various, uh, um, agencies and uh and things like that um so you know we've definitely dabbled in um having full teams i mean where we're kind of where we're where we are right now we have us we still have a mini team um but uh yeah i mean it's it's an everyday job um but it's worth it when you are working in your best interest and you can feel confident in what you're doing for yourself and your bandmates um eventually you want to get to the point of of being able to fully trust your music and your dreams and ideas with um somebody else yeah yeah with somebody else but but, i think it's um, it's important right it's 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 a good thing to have because i mean all that other stuff costs money too so if you got if you can really you know build a foundation on your own i mean that's really that's really important um it's important it's important skills i mean even if you're a musician and like you think you can do just one of them like it's it's a yeah it's one less person you have to pay yeah you know and it's and it's just a good skill set to have and you're working yourself towards your goals. I took a, I, I majored in marketing uh, in college and it's, it's funny because that was, I finished in 05 um, and the marketing landscape now is completely different than what it was almost 20 years ago. Right. Um, you know, there really was no social media. There's no nothing like that. And I took a, an elective class. It was Photoshop and I, I just blew it off. I'm like, this is just an elective. I don't care about this. I had somebody else do some of my homework for me. Like I had no interest and I'm kicking myself in the ass to today. Right. Because there's so much that, you know, even if I paid attention a little bit or, or maybe found a little interest in and, and built upon that, like I could use it for stuff like I'm doing now, like whether it's, you know, social media, um, like digital assets and, and shit like that. That I just, I just don't I don't have the ability to do so it's like um, I think you know people who are are you know musically inclined and kind of like creative they tend to gravitate towards those type type of things like you know those creative out, outlets like design and and recording and editing and things like that so um, it's important it's 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 a very valuable tool to have yeah and I wish I would have paid attention more. Yeah, no, ab- ab- absolutely. It, it's uh, you know, I, like I said, it's just the the more if, the more you can learn about within the industry, other than just like knowing your instrument, which is something that obviously should be prioritized. Right. Um, the more you the more you can learn on the behind the scenes stuff is the the further you'll be you'll be able to better your career. Yeah, I guess that's like anything, though. Really, you know, just kind of kind of be a sponge absorb anything you can along the way and i adopted like a like a a lifestyle that not a lifestyle but um kind of like a i never say no to things whatever comes my way i just i don't i don't say no 
um, just because you never know what. Uh, what What's that movie? It's a, it's a movie, right? It's Jim Carrey. Was it Yes Man? Yeah. Yes Man. Yeah. Yes Man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's not uh, quite to that level. <laughs> but uh, well, I got, I got an opportunity to announce or do like a PA announcer for college basketball games, and I had never done it before. Um, but I was like, sure, yeah, I'll do that because you never know what it could lead to, right? Yeah, so I don't know if we got off topic there, but no, that's a good philosophy. I, I, I feel that in a lot of ways, yeah. And you're young. Everything. But I would say, yeah, yes. I'll say yes to everything. I, I feel what you mean. Like, yes, yeah. say yes to an opportunity. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned before baked shrimp, kind of, uh, you do have some covers within your sets. Um, I was curious as to what those covers might be. And, you know, are those covers kind of um would you say that those artists influenced you in any way i mean it really depends i i would i mean yes i can i mean i can't say no but like we've built a, quite a repertoire of them now of like and we were still only though like we only cover like one or two songs a show. We try to keep it mostly all original, but from various like different things we've done, like Halloween skits and things like that, we've like always like kind of care or like whatever type of weird cover set. We've always like kind of held on to those songs and pushed them forward to our regular rotation. Like we did a whole Spinal Tap Halloween cover show. So now, like, we'll, like, regularly play, like, Hell Hole or, like, All the Way Home. We've done – we just did Blues Brothers this past year. So now we've been doing the Peter Gunn theme. Um, but then years ago, we did a Beatles cover set. So we do Rocky Raccoon a lot. Um, we did a Grateful Dead-inspired set once and had, and did Mama Tried which is Merle Haggard, but we did like funky. So now we do like a funky mama tried. Um, and there's a few cool ones that exist in there though. Uh, Scott was always really good with like bringing in uh, some unique ones like uh, Clever Trevor by Ian Dury is a lot of fun. That's a really cool one. Uh, Hard Times by Baby Huey. Uh, I brought in Take Your Mama by the Scissor Sisters, uh, Jagger Sings Stay With Me by Faces. Um, yeah, like they're like kind of like, you know, like a lot of people know them, but they're not like just like the first thing you would think of when like you think of someone in the scene covering songs, you know? Right. Um, we try to we try to keep it unique. We, we also do like some like kind of more like 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 we do Willie in the hand jive kind of like Clapton's version of that a little bit um up on cripple creek um so you know we, we, there's definitely like those like like kind of regular tunes we do also but um for the most part we try to make it so it's like a lot in the like a, if you most of the audience would know it but it's like it's not like what they would be thinking would becoming you know right yeah that's cool and yeah. has like this style of music always been your kind of go-to or, or how did how did you kind of fall into this genre um i mean i would say it it goes from like the three of our influences um i definitely grew up in in the jam world of things of my parents have, are deadheads and I've seen over 300 dead Joes and uh, they're, you know, huge fish fans. It got me into fish um, and, you know, a lot of various smaller jam bands. And, but I also studied a lot of jazz in high school and going into college and uh, various, you know, just, I've always just loved classic rock and Hendrix and 
Zap and Floyd, yeah, Fusion had Jimmy Herring. Um, and then to combine that with Scott's taste of um, huge Beatles fan. Uh, he loves They Might Be Giants. Um, we both have a love for Ween. I love Ween. Um, hell yeah. Um, and uh, then Jagger. Uh, also, Scott also loves like punk. He's like a Scott's like a big punk and Beatles guy. So like a lot of his songs, you'll, you'll hear that come out. Like they sound like it's the Beatles for a punk band. Sometimes you know he like perfectly combines those two things. And then Jagger, um, huge fan of the band, the Almonds. You know a lot of funk, um, a lot of jazz. So you know, he takes those worlds of like the new Orleans and like sometimes Motown type of things and, uh, fuses that into his songwriting. Um, and then we just like take all this and combine it together. And there's big shrimp. <laughs> That's cool. I don't know. Like I'm trying to think if I was in a band, if I would be able to like, I love the idea of bringing all that together and having like this project that kind of encompasses all of that right in some kind of fashion but like i think that if, if i ever was in a band like if it was just punk music i don't i think i'd probably get so bored with that and i would probably like all right i'm done with this after a year and i want to go do classic rock and then i'm done with this i want to go do you know whatever it might be i don't think i could ever focus very long on on one one genre it's just me Oh, I can see what you mean. Like for sure. Uh, that's why, <laughs> that's why we do what we do. You know, yeah, that's cool. uh, every, every, every song could be completely a different style from the next. Yeah. This is going to sound silly, but I, I just, like, I, I just can't even deodorant. I'll, I'll, I'll find a new scent. <laughs> this, is, this is my new deodorant. Like, I love this scent and I'll use it. I probably won't even finish it before I'm like, I'm done with this now. I'm done with this. It's funny because who was it? Was I think it was Jagger who said that scented deodorant. He said something. Scented deodorant doesn't work after a certain time, which I never. I don't know. Never heard that before. Well, now, <laughs> now, you, now you gotta watch for aluminum in your deodorant. So it's like, I don't know. It's like, oh, is this is this deodorant bad? I don't, I don't even know. That's a different topic to get into, but. I think it has something to do with scent. I don't know. That made me think of that, though, that you said you don't like to use the same scent. Yeah. I just get, I get bored with it. I want to, I want to spell okay. different. I feel <laughs> that. What's like, like, what's like, uh, like, well, like, what's like your go to pizza topping? Hopping? Probably pepperoni if I had a, a topping. But you get bored of it and you're like, all right, time for. Well, the thing with pizza is probably, I probably, I don't, well, I, I'm not a, uh, it depends. Like, I probably wouldn't be like, I'm I'm dying for a pepperoni pizza right now. So the, the pizza that are you I walk into like, a pizza shop, you want one slice, what are you getting? Um, well, if they have chicken wing pizza, probably that. Like buffalo chicken? Yeah. Okay, but if you get um, it every single time you go there, oh well, yeah, it'd probably get boring. Yeah, boring. Yeah, yeah. We switch it up. Exactly. Well, we have pizza here. It's like uh, Sicilian pan-fried pizza. That by itself is phenomenal. Is that is that thin crust or is that? It's not thin. It's like a, it's like a rectangle. It's it's probably Sounds like Detroit pizza. Yeah, it's not as it's not as uh, thick as that. But it's probably like a. Uh, three quarters of an inch high, I'd say. Sounds like Detroit pizza. It's a yeah, it's a little, little bit. I think a little smaller in height. If you were to, but yeah, Does the, it have the, a butter the, crust. I believe it's like so. A yeah. crust. It's like kind of cane. It's, yeah, it's the same concept. Detroit. Yeah, yeah. They they yeah, call it Sicilian pan fried pizza here. Yeah, they probably get sued if they call it Detroit pizza or something. That's what they maybe. Call it. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> You're right, probably. But uh, that's my go-to here. Nice. Yeah. Wait, oh, in? In NEPA. Northeastern Pennsylvania, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The self-proclaimed pizza capital of the world. 
that wouldn't make much sense. But it's self-proclaimed. That's what they they Northeast they Pennsylvania. Well, old. Sorry, I love Northeast Pennsylvania. We're 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 very excited for our show there. Old Forge, I, wait, I should but, say. Sorry, but that's not Northeast. That's not that's not pizza capital of the world. <laughs> to be more specific, pizza capital is Old Forge. Self-proclaimed. Okay. Gotcha. Old Forge. I mean, gotcha. Dave Portnoy was here in Old Forge. He's been everywhere. I know, but he was here. He had it. Now, I would say uh, there's there's New York pizza. There's New Haven pizza, Detroit pizza, and I came around to Chicago pizza. I happened to love love it when we went. My bandmates hated it. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. It's still not as good as the pizza back here, just because that it's completely different. You now, know, have, you had, like, have you had pizza from our area when you were in town? You're you're being serious. You're you're like you're like actually you're saying Northeast Pennsylvania has good pizza. Excellent pizza, a hundred percent. And I'm shocked that you're you're shocked by this. I I just never heard of it. I mean, I, I know like I I know. When are you coming? Jersey, to- I know Jersey's known for it. I, I've never had that though. I've okay. never had Jersey's pizza. So you have a show on February tenth in NEPA, specifically Plains, Pennsylvania, River Street Jazz Cafe. It's probably like an evening show, right? When do you get into town? We'll be coming from Albany. So, so you're gonna leave like. So you're gonna, leave, you're gonna leave Albany at two, three o'clock, or you're gonna get into? No, no, no. We're probably gonna leave Albany around like eleven a.m. Okay, okay. We should try hook up. We should. I'll, I'll, Let's I'll, Show I'll, me the best pizza spot. You know, you know what actually had good pizza, but it had even better cheesesteaks. Angelo's Pizza in Philly. You ever been there? Yes, long time ago. Oh my god, dude! Those cheesesteaks. Another level, like you can. No one will ever do a cheesesteak better than that. But we, we had to get the pizza too, because it was like it's called Angelo's Pizza, right. and I, I do believe Portnoy gave it a uh, like a nine four or something. Okay, I was like, all right, let's give it a shot. So, we we have sweet sauce pizza here too. What's that? It's just like a, it's a the sauce is like a like a sweeter flavor. Like, is, do they add sugar to it, or is it like... I don't know, probably, yeah. Candy. Yeah, <laughs> sweet sauce. But it'd be, I, I, I feel like we need to make this happen now. Like, we'll just go around. We'll get, like... Take me on a pizza tour. Yeah, I feel like we have to now. <laughs> we'll record some of it. We'll get some content for our social media pages. Yeah, I can't do anything without content. Content is king. We need it. A shrimp eating a pizza. You can get shrimp on pizza. Dude, there's a place here. Uh, they have shrimp and hot peppers pizza. It's phenomenal. And it's like a... Shrimp and hot pepper. What's the what's the geometry of the pizza? Uh, it's like a rectangle. Okay. Um, is the sauce spicy or just the peppers? Probably the peppers. Okay. Probably the peppers. Good. I, it's I mean, amazing. I think I, I I've had shrimp on pizza before. I definitely have. It's usually like a white, like a like a uh, like a ricotta. Like I, a haven't white had, I haven't had it in a while. I haven't had it in a while. I'm sure. I, I mean, it sounds good. It's, it's it's probably hard to do because shrimp can overcook so easy. So if you you know, I can only imagine if you like already cooked the shrimp, you put on the pizza, then you put the pizza in the oven. That that shrimp's going to become like rubbery and yeah. Like, well, they do a good job. I don't know how they do it. Maybe they put the maybe they you know put it in for a little while, and then put the shrimp on after the fact. Just a little little cook. The best seafood pizza is the white clam pizza, New Haven. That sounds disgusting. White clam? That sounds gross. Why does that sound gross? Do you do you like clams? I, I clams are okay. My wife loves clams. I'm a like 
Uh, I could take our. But that's what New Haven's known for. You never been to New Haven before? No. no. Oh, okay. So when you come to New Haven, I'll take you on an actual pizza tour of like <laughs> the best <laughs> pizza like in the country. It's we'll go to Sally's. Okay. We'll get a tomato pie, which is okay. like literally one of the best pizzas you can. Probably the best pizza you can find in the world. Sally's beats in new haven and then right next to that literally on the same street two stores over is frank peppy's who also does a tomato pie but it's not as good but they do uh a white clam pie which is like it's it, you, have you ever had linguine and clam sauce yes that's what it is it's just that on pizza okay there's no red sauce there's no like it's just like it's just it's linguine with clams but you can eat it with your hands mm. It is. I don't know. I mean, I try it. I, w- I wouldn't say, you know, no. We'll make that happen. As, as, you know, I would say, I would say yes. I, w- I would say yes to the opportunity to have white clam pizza. I'll say yes to the opportunity to have pan thin, pan crust, pan fried Sicilian. Pan fried so, Sicilian. Yeah, we, we would hit up uh, Pizza Perfect. For sure, or or pizza loving, I would probably go pizza perfect. Okay, um, for that specifically, sounds good. But and then I would go Angelo's or Jerry's for sweet sauce, because that's those either both places are amazing. Is, is, that, is another Angelo's? Is it this? Is it affiliated to the Philly one? I don't think so. No. Okay, I was I gonna say we gotta so. get cheesesteaks then. I don't even know if they have cheese. I think it's just pizza, but it's sweet sauce pizza. Sweet sauce. Yeah. So I got, I got, I got to find out if my what my wife's gonna want to do that Saturday because I got two kids too. But I, I, very, very busy with, you know, the family stuff. So if she doesn't want to do Saturday, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, hey, Saturday's off the books. I'm doing a pizza tour with the guys in baked shrimp. There you go. And I'm going to the show afterwards and having uh, brownies. Yeah. But the safe kind. Absolutely. Well, this, they're going to the be uh, more, they're going to be the best brownies you ever ate. I'm telling you. If I say, if I tell her I'll bring her some home, that might, that might be a win. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. But well, let's wrap things up. Baked shrimp, February 10th. River Street Jazz Cafe, Plains. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, BigTrimpMusic.com. All of our uh, tour dates and tickets are up there. When is this episode air? Uh, next week. So well, today is, for those listening, this is pre-recorded. Today is January 23rd. This will come out the week of January 29th, probably like the 2nd of February. So a week before the show. Plenty of time to get okay. tickets. Right. Okay. I was gonna say, yeah, we have a couple of shows, February second, February third, eighth, ninth, and tenth, and then seventeenth. Um Big Shrimp Music, Big Shrimp Music.com slash tour to get all the tickets. Facebook.com slash Big Shrimp Music, Instagram slash Big Shrimp Music, everything Big Shrimp Music. Um Spotify. Um Yeah. Uh Spotify Big Shrimp. Um new Everyone. album. Everyone's going to fall in love with you after they hear this episode, and then you're going to go on a hiatus. An indefinite hiatus. That's correct. Yes. It's indefinite. So fall in love with the music. Follow them on, on all the social medias. Follow them on Spotify. Just because they're going on a hiatus doesn't mean you can't fall in love with baked shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me, John. Yeah, man. Well, hopefully uh make this this February 10th a uh, day and night to remember. Yeah, we're anyone stoked. Who, we know who attends the show will be and we know that this is the same area as Peach Music Festival, which we had the honor of uh performing at in 2023 on the Grove stage to probably the biggest crowd we've ever played to in our lives um and uh so it's gonna be special to uh hopefully see a bunch of them 
back in back in the uh, small club of River Street and packing it out. That's yeah. going to be a well. I just uh, I talked to Yam Yam last week. Oh, we love Yam Yam. Yeah. So uh, yeah, their their episode releases this week. Uh, they've got a show at the Jazz Cafe on f- Saturday, I believe, the twenty seventh. Um, and they also played at Peach, and we were talking about that because we're, as this time last year, you were able to buy tickets for Peach Fest. So there's a rumor going around that Peach Fest is not happening this year. Yeah. Well, I, have, I have no. I personally don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I'm privy. <laughs> I don't know. No one knows. I guess we'll find out. But yeah, dude, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate your time. Um, Bait Shrimp, formerly Naked Shrimp. That's right. <laughs> we'll be in touch. That's- Try to get that Saturday uh, together for the, the pizza tour. Let's do it. Let's All do right, it. Man. Thank you. You got it. I'll see you.